بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين جل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من أعوانه وأنصاره اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوهم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك ربنا عليك توكلنا وإليك أنبنا وإليك المصير الحمد لله we are able to resume our series on نحج البلاغة this is our first session after the months of Ramadan so before anything I should uh, congratulate you for your ability to respect to revere to show your appreciation of this great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we pray that inshallah Allah gives us opportunity to inshallah witness another month of Ramadan and inshallah another night of Qadr but in a much better inshallah position uh, tonight we have this session from Toronto and alhamdulillah we are having here a very good intensive course uh, with about some 50 people uh, so inshallah pray that uh, the end of the course also will be uh, as good as beginning we have had very good alhamdulillah sessions so far with the help of Allah and we need your du'as and today inshallah we start uh, another wise saying of Imam Ali alayhi salam according to some editions of Nahju Balagha it is 121 according to some is 128 you can find it with a little bit difference of the numbering it is actually a wise saying which is longer than many of the wise sayings around it and this is said by Imam alayhi salam when he heard a person was blaming dunya. As you know, Hubbud dunya is considered in our hadith as the foundation or the root or the origin for all problems. Hubbud dunya ra'su kulli khatiyah is the basis of all mistakes and problems but this doesn't mean that dunya is bad this doesn't mean that this world is bad or the material blessings of Allah in this world are bad it is our attitude towards this dunya that creates problems it is our attachment to this dunya that creates problems. Many blessings of Allah can be misused and then they become against us. They become niqmah. To have a child is very good. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is something by which you are tested. Sometimes you don't look after your children. Sometimes you don't try to upbring them in Islam in an Islamic way or sometimes you give more priority to them than to your relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
sometimes you know people start uh, worshiping their children so this is a problem otherwise having a child is a great name or for example something like knowledge with all the things that we have about significance and necessity of learning knowledge the same thing can become hijab can become a whale can become an obstacle so when we blame love for dunya attachment to dunya this doesn't mean that dunya is bad this doesn't mean that this world or the material blessings of Allah in this world are bad so sometimes people don't make this distinction and sometimes they understand this but they want to show off you know they start blaming dunya or blaming you know attachment to dunya but in a sense they are very much attached to dunya they say you know dunya is bad but you see day and night they are working about uh, you know worldly gain and affairs or sometimes maybe they are honest but they are confused they think that to be a good person you have to stop using the blessings of Allah in dunya you should not get married you should not have any house any good job any good dress you know the story of uh, that person in the time of Imam Sadiq who was a Sufi leader he had some following he had some disciples they were very much amazed by his so-called detachment from dunya and he was putting on very you know bad dress and showing no interest in dunya so Imam one day followed him and found that he went to a shop and stole two fruits another time he went to a bakery and stole two pieces of bread then he visited an ill person and gave those four stolen items to that ill person as you know Imam salam later asked him what what did you do he said don't you know that Allah says in the Quran man jabil hasana falahu ashru amsalaha I have done some good action and some bad action I have given four items as charity so four in ten makes forty but I have stolen four items so four forty minus four means thirty-six I have achieved thirty-six hasana without doing anything because for sayya for sins Allah punishes equally but for Hassan Allah multiplies at least 10 times sometimes even more so Imam salam said haven't you read this ayah Allah only accepts from the pious people you have not achieved any reward for giving this stolen item indeed you have made a big crime because you have fed this innocent person with haram then Imam said look at my dress on top I have very nice and soft dress but inside I put on very uh, difficult you know dress which is difficult to uh, put on something which is not soft which is not nice 
but you do the opposite. For the sake of people, you put on very bad dress, but inside the dress which touches your body is very nice. So this is not honest. So you see that over ages we have always had this problem. Some people are confused. They think that dunya is bad. Some people are dishonest. They pretend that they don't like dunya. But the best approach is to know the value of everything and give it proportionate attention. Dunya is important. This is a very uh, unique opportunity that we have. What other opportunity that we have for working for our Akhirah, for achieving something for our Akhirah? This is the only opportunity. This is the only market to sell and buy for our eternal journey. This is the only market to gain our provision. But we have to understand that this dunya is valuable for the sake of Akhirah. This dunya is not a place to decide to remain there forever or invest for this uh, dunya everything that you have. If you are going to be in a place for a short time, don't invest everything on dunya. Try to have good life in dunya, but most of investment must be done where you are going to settle forever. So this beautiful hadith of Imam is about proper approach to dunya. So if you look at the beginning of this hadith, قال عليه السلام وقد سمع رجلا يضم الدنيا. Imam عليه السلام when he heard a man was blaming dunya, he said this. أيها الضام للدنيا المغتر بغرورها. Oh, the one who blames dunya, but he himself is deceived by dunya. What does it mean this is, he's deceived by dunya? It means that he has not been able to find out proper attitude to dunya. As we will explain later, it's not that dunya is a bad thing that wants to deceive us. No, you are deceived by your bad approach to dunya. You say dunya is bad, but dunya is not bad. You made mistake. You are deceived by the false claims or false attractions or false things which are there in dunya. These attractions of dunya should not preoccupy your mind and heart. Dunya is the same for everyone. But why some people are deceived, some are not deceived? It's because of themselves. Then Imam salam said, are you deceived by dunya and then start blaming dunya? You know, it's like, for example, I am, uh, with all the respect 
to the people who spoke, so please don't feel offended. But at the, at, uh, this is my responsibility to mention this example. So, for example, I know that smoking cigarette is very bad. Always, you know, a cigarette is very bad, very harmful. But then I smoke. So, sh shall I blame cigarette? The cigarette is innocent. It's an object. It didn't, you know, come to me. I went for it. For this, uh, for it. So I should not blame cigarette. I should blame myself. If I spend too much time on, I don't know, Facebook, or you know, chatting, I shouldn't blame Facebook. Even if I blame it, it's not going to change anything. There are people who use it maybe for good purposes. I should blame myself. Facebook never knocked my door and said, you know, I want to deceive you. It was me that had bad approach. So, you should not blame dunya and let dunya preoccupy your mind and heart and be deceived. Antal mutajarramu alayha am hiyal mutajarramatu alayk. Has dunya done anything wrong to you? Has dunya wronged you? Has done any crime? Has dunya attributed any crime to you? Has dunya said you are guilty? There are two ways to interpret this. It means either committing a crime against you or accusing you, charging you with committing crime. Dunya has not done anything like this. It is you that who are who is doing crime. It is you that you are charging dunya with all the blames. What has dunya done against you? That Imam explains further, inshallah. It becomes very uh, clear. Matastahwatka Ammatagaratka. When was the time that dunya came? and try to draw your attention towards itself and to deceive you. Estahwa comes from Hawa. Hawa means desire, means wind. When did dunya came to win your heart? When did dunya came to deceive you? Imam says, indeed dunya always told you, gave you lots of messages, lots of signals, that don't come after me. We will explain this later. Dunya was always honest with us. When you see you or people around become ill, and sometimes you cannot do anything to help them, isn't this a signal from Dunya that don't be deceived? Never think that your health is guaranteed. When you see people dying, isn't this a signal from dunya that this is not a permanent place? When you see your beard and hair are getting white, isn't this a message that you are getting old? When you see young people die out of heart attack or accident or cancer, isn't this a signal? When you see people all of a sudden lose their house and money and everything because of, I don't know, war or tsunami, isn't this a signal? When you see banks become bankrupt because of recession, isn't this a signal? So what else do you want? How many times and in how many ways Dunya has to give us this message? 
why we don't wake up i'm saying to myself alhamdulillah you're all awake why i don't wake up why i don't change my attitude towards dunya so this is the problem so imam alayhi salam says did dunya deceive you by seeing that your father is buried and put in the grave or your father's meaning father grandfather grand grandfather has dunya deceived you by this when you went to the cemetery and put the body of your father or grandfather or uncle or cousin in the grave dunya deceived you by this or dunya was trying to awake you why we should you know go to cemetery why we should visit the graves to ask forgiveness for them but also to wake up or when your mother if your mother or grandmother was put under lots of soil so dunya deceived you at that time or dunya was trying to awake you how many times with your own hands you looked after a person who was ill you took medicine for him or her i don't know gave him for example some water and juice helped him with cleaning washing you took him to hospital you took him i don't know to take some x-ray so how many times you have done this with your own hands so did dunya deceive you or this was dunya telling you that the same thing can happen to you never take anything for granted never say that my health is going to remain forever you were seeking healing for them shafa and treatment for them you were asking doctors to give prescription for them but then your medicine was not working was not helping them when you see that medicine is not working doctors are not able to do you started crying but did your cry change anything did your cry help them even if hundreds of people you know cry can you stop that person from death your love for them your care for them your concern for them the fact that there was pain in your heart for them their suffering made you very painful but it didn't help them and you were not helped with your request your request for prolonging and adding to their life was not granted and with your power you were not able to keep death away 
So this was a big signal for you. You know, if there was no death and no illness and no poverty, Allah knows what you know was going to happen to us because we see so many deaths, so many illnesses, and so much you know we see poverty and still we don't wake up. Now imagine if we were living in a world that we were not dying and not becoming ill and not becoming poor, then we all have you know perhaps claimed that we are God with all the need that we have. So what? مثلت لك به الدنيا نفسك. In this way, dunya was trying to come to you and tried to present itself to give you an example, to give you a lesson, and also to act like a mirror in which. You could see. Imam Ali Salam says, "Qad mathalat laka bihad dunya nafsaka." Dunya tried to give an example to see yourself. Wa bi masrahi masrahka. Dunya wanted to show you in the death of that person, in the collapse of that person, your own death. Imagine if, for example, someone shows me a movie and says, "This is the movie of your death." We have somehow managed to go beyond the time and record your death. You might have heard this story uh, that the great Ayatollah Khui, rahmatullah alayh. When he was a young scholar in Hoza, not yet a marja, not yet a big mudarris or teacher in the Hoza, but still a very, you know, good scholar, he used to go to Ayatollah Sayyid Ali Qadi Tabatabai, the teacher, spiritual teacher of Allah Tabatabai, and ask him for advice, for spiritual guidance. And this is very important. Always ask a spiritual guidance from established ulama. The ulama who are recognized in the hosa and have recognition of maraje, not go to any person who looks nice. So, Ayatollah Ghazi, after having that special practice, according to instruction of Ayatollah Ghazi Tabatabai, went to him and said, "You know, maybe nothing has happened to me, not, no change." So Ayatollah Ghazi showed him his future showed him that he becomes a great teacher in Hoza. Then he becomes a marja. Then he has lots of following. Then showed him the death and funeral. He heard that from the speakers of the shrine in Najaf, they are saying that Grand Ayatollah Khui has passed away. So he took him many years forward. Then Ayatollah Khui could not maybe cope with this, you know, more. So he said Khuda Hafez and left. Then Ayatollah Ghazi said, if he had stayed, I would have even shown him his barzakh. Okay, so it's possible. Now imagine if someone comes and shows me, like what Ayatollah Ghazi did to Ayatollah Khui, if someone shows me my death. 
of course, we are not perhaps that fortunate to die in a holy place and you know being uh, declared uh, in the shrine. Who knows? But anyway, if someone shows my death, how much I will be moved to see my death, to see people have come around my body, my family, my friends, they are crying, but they cannot do anything for me. I am there with my actions. I'm alone. I am frightened. You know, remember what Imam Zain al-Abidin says in Du'a Abu Hamza, describing the situation when we die, when we are put on muhtasal and our body is washed, when they are carrying our coffin, when we are put in the grave, everything. So, if I see all this, shouldn't I wake up? Of course. But now, it's not possible to find Ayatollah Ghazi to show us this. Can't I imagine myself? Can't I think about this? Isn't this sure that this is going to happen to me? When I see my friends are being washed and covered and then buried, shouldn't I see in this my own death? Shouldn't I be reminded of my own situation? So dunya is giving us all these opportunities to wake up. But we are deep asleep. We think it's only happen, happening to other people. I am worst person in this. I am not you know, saying about you. I am saying about myself. So, Imam Ali Salam says, قَدْ مَثَّلَتْ لَكَ بِهِ الدُّنْيَا نَفْسَكَ Dunya gave you example or showed you yourself in this tragedy that happened to your friend or brother or whatever. And with his death showed your death. إِنَّ الدُّنْيَا دَارُ صِدْقًا لِمَنْ صَدَقَهَ Very beautiful. Dunya is the house, is the abode of honesty. But for the people who are honest with dunya. Leman sadaqaha. If you are honest with dunya, dunya is honest with you. If you are not honest, then dunya becomes a problem. So we shouldn't blame dunya. Dunya comes to us in the way that we go towards it. Do you go in honest way or you go in dishonest way? The same happens from the other side. Dunya is like a mirror. Shows your attitude. Dunya is the abode of afia, safety, security, prosperity. But for the one who understands and gets lessons from dunya, dunya never harms you if you understand dunya properly. Dunya is the house, the abode, the world of rich. But for whom? 
لمن تزود منها for the one who wants to take provision from dunya you can get as much as you like from dunya no limit but if you get it for your akhirah if you are careful you can day and night take from dunya for your akhirah no one comes after you and says you are getting too much you can do lots of lots of good things in dunya and still no one says you know it's enough indeed the more you take the more it encourage you the more it may make it easier for you easier for you it's like any market you know if you are for example an established trade man or established i don't know businessman everyone gives you credit you buy and later pay you just give a call and they do it for you so the same is if you use dunya as a market for your akhirah you can do so many things in dunya just by intending doing good things you can do many things just by praying and at the end if you don't do anything by your patience by your pain for the tragedies that you see do you know how much allah gives to mu'minin when they suffer imam zaman is not with us we suffer a lot so allah gives you reward because of suffering you see there are people who are suffered because they are poor you see there are orphans if you really feel sorry and cannot do anything this suffering by itself gives you a lot my mom and brother has a problem i cannot do anything i pray allah gives me a lot so if you know how to do business in dunya you can gain a lot in one <laughs> month of ramadan you can become very rich but لمن تزود منها دار غنى لمن تزود منها the one who tries to get provision from dunya ودار موعظه dunya is the place where you can get lots of lessons dunya is ready to preach you give you advice but لمن تعرضها but if you are ready if you want to get lesson Dunya itself is full of lessons for us. Dunya says, "Look at what happened to previous nations, previous people, or people around you. Have you ever seen any person who had pious life try to be always kind, nice, pious, help people, regretting towards end of his life why I was pious?" But you have always seen people who have done all the mischief and then in the end of the life they suffer they regret and if you can see what they you know have afterwards and how much regret they have afterwards then it's totally different it's much worse then imam says dunya is masjidu ahabba illah Dunya is the place for worshiping, the place of sujood for the lovers of Allah. If you want to do sajda, where you can do sajda? In dunya. 
In Akhirah, you cannot open your prayer mat and say, you know, I want to do long sajda for Allah. I want to recite du'ai kumail. I want to recite du'ai nudbe. It is in dunya that you can do all these things. In Akhirah, no opportunity. Al-yawm amalun wala hisab. Qadan, hisabun wala amal. Today you act, accounting is for tomorrow. Tomorrow accounting and no action. So if you want to do something, you should do it now. The lovers of Allah use dunya to do something to please Allah. Masjidu ahibba Allah. Wa musalla malaikatillah. Not only mu'mineen use this dunya to pray and worship, even the angels pray in this dunya. And this is very good for us because they also ask forgiveness for the believers, if you are believers. يَسْتَغْفَرُونَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا الَّذِينَ يَحْمِلُونَ الْأَرْشَ وَمَنْ حَوْلَهُ يُسَبِّحُونَ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا ربنا وسعت كل شيء رحمة وعلم فاغفر للذين آمنوا. Oh Allah, you have embraced everything with your knowledge, with your mercy. Forgive them. Those who have iman, those who tabu وتبعوا سبيلك وقهم عذاب الجحيم. So they pray for Muslims. So this is Masjid أحباء الله. This is مصلى ملائكة الله. وَمَحْبِتُ وَحْيَ اللَّهِ Where did Allah spoke to 240,000 prophets? What was the place that Allah sent revelations? Was dunya? Where did Allah send Torah and Injil and Quran? In dunya. مَحْبِتُ وَحْيَ اللَّهِ وَمَتْجَرُ أَوْلِيَاءَ اللَّهِ the friends of God, they do business in dunya. This is their matjar. Matjar means the place of tajara. Tajara means trade and business. So the lovers of Allah, where do they sell what they have? Where do they sell their money or their life or themselves wholeheartedly to Allah? The place is here. اكتسبوا فيها الرحمة. In dunya they have obtained, they have achieved mercy of Allah. وربحوا فيها الجنة. And the profit, the profit that they made, which is heaven, is made here. You will be given later. Jannah comes later, but you have to pay now. You make a business with Allah and the Prophet is heaven. Of course, Mu'manin, even in dunya, they benefit a lot. But the main thing is in heaven. In dunya, you have a lot, but compared to your Akhirah, is nothing. Rabihu fiha al-Jannah. Faman dha So who is blaming dunya? وَقَدْ آذَنَتْ بِبَيْنِهَا Who is blaming dunya while dunya 
has declared azana yu'zanu izan means to declare azan comes from the same root azan fil nasib al hajj allah said to prophet ibrahim is declare call allah says uh, sorry um, um, yes allah says azan fil nasib al hajj but uh, here uh, imam ali alayhi salam says that dunya has declared that i am a place that you have to leave you have to separate you have to depart this is very important dunya has never said that i am permanent means to call announced dunya has announced departure has clearly said that I am leaving and also the people of dunya they are leaving they are going then Imam alayhi salam says فَمَثَّلَتْ لَهُمْ بِبَلَائِهَا الْبَلَاءِ وَشَبَّقَتْهُمْ بِسُرُورِهَا إِلَى السُرُورِ Dunya with its difficulties has given you example representation of real difficulties and calamities. When you have problems in dunya and you see how difficult life becomes, then you should remember of the difficulties of Akhirah. If your hand is burnt by fire of dunya and you have pain, then you have to remember the fire of Akhirah. And there is no way to compare the heat and the burning of these two fires. When you are alone here for a few days and you suffer, then think of your loneliness in grave. Or on the day of judgment, when people run away from everyone, from their parents, from their children, from their spouse, from their friends. Of course, mu'minin are separate. Mu'minin are different. They love each other. They support each other. They remain as friends. But most of people, they run away from each other. Indeed, they want to sacrifice others for themselves. Yaftadi means he wants to give as compensation as fidya bani sahibati akhi fasilatihi allati tu'wi wa man fil ardh jami'an thumma yunji he wants to give everyone so that he is saved so dunya is giving you lessons to remember those calamities famathalat lahum bibala'iha albala' wa shabbaqathum bisururha ila asrur you know, in dunya, when you have success, how happy you become. For example, imagine I have been working and preparing myself for a very important exam. And alhamdulillah, after hard work, I get very good result. How happy I become. Now imagine how happy you will become when on the day of judgment, your record of a'mal is given to your right hand. And all the worries, you know, are over 
then you say to people come and look at my record Allah has accepted me I have passed the exam now I am confident now I have no worry of going to hell so you have to get examples from the success of dunya from the happiness of dunya for akhirah. if you do something good and people praise you then remember Allah and Ahlul Bayt and Prophet praising you on the Day of Judgment. So everything, you have to get a lesson for your situation in the hereafter. Then, Imam alayhi salam, uh, we have, uh, yes, we have just maybe two lines, maybe if we can, inshallah finish uh, if you don't mind then Imam alayhi salam says rahat ba'afiyah wabtakarat bifaji'ah targheeban wa targheeban wa taqfifan wa tahdira Imam alayhi salam says that this dunya is giving you all these lessons you must not enjoy yourself and indulge yourself and forget tomorrow you must not sleep or spend your night and then tomorrow morning early morning start with suffering you have to understand that for your future you have to prepare yourself dunya is giving you encouragement and at the same time discouragement dunya encourages you to do good things and discourages you to do bad things dunya frightens you dunya gives you warning targhib means encouragement Tarheeb means to frighten, to discourage. Tahvif means to frighten again. Tahdir means to warn. So, dunya is giving you all these things. Fadhammaha rijalun ghadatan nadam wahamidaha akharun yawm al Some people, when they fail, when they become remorseful, when they regret, they have nadama. Then they start blaming dunya. It's useless. But some people who are successful, they praise dunya. What a good opportunity we had. What a good dunya was that dunya. We achieved this success in that dunya. You know, imagine two people going to the same school. One of them fails, one of them becomes uh, the best person in the country. The one who fails starts blaming his school, teachers, everything. The one who has achieved great success, he says, what a good school I had, what good teachers I had, what good, you know, uh, I don't know, textbooks, exam, everything I had. So, depending on your attitude and how much you appreciate it, you judge dunya differently. ذَكَّرَتْهُمُ الدُّنْيَا فَذَكَرُهُ 
those people who praise dunya, those who are successful, dunya reminded them and they remembered. Haddathathum fasattahu. Dunya spoke to them and they confirmed. Wabaadathum fattahu. Dunya gave them advice and they learned, they benefited. So now they are happy with dunya, they praise dunya. So this is a matter of your own attitude. Okay, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. We managed to finish this uh, uh, wise saying, of course, very uh, briefly. But I hope the idea is clear that this is a very important golden opportunity that we have every single day, every single, not only day, every single minute of this dunya is very much appreciated. When the time comes that you are dying, then you are ready to give everything to have one more day. Now that you have, you have to appreciate and benefit and never waste any time, never waste any opportunity and never blame dunya. This is a name of Allah that we have, this world, this life, everything and we should inshallah use it in the best way. Okay, let us see if we have any questions. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Question one. Why we do Tafaf al-Ka'bah seven times and Safa Marwa seven times? And also let me know the significance of number seven. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, number seven is very significant. And there are many things which are seven. Uh, seven shows multiplicity. And some people say that sometimes seven can mean many. So sometimes, for example, we say samawat uh, maybe means many, but maybe also means six plus one. But in Arabic, there are cases that Arabs have used seven and they meant many. Safa between uh, Sai between Safa and Marwa was seven because. Uh, uh, Lady Hajar made seven uh, round of uh, walk between these two hills to find water for Ismail. Why Tawaf is seven? I don't remember anything to be honest. Uh, perhaps this was the way it was instructed to be seven and we follow the example of Ibrahim but to be honest I don't remember anything uh, my mind is completely empty about this seven uh, tawaf second question if there is any question no question okay I wish we had seven questions but we had only one okay thank you very much may Allah be with you and may Allah inshallah help you your family and the community inshallah okay one more question came And inshallah, I hope that we can have this next session uh, from Germany, inshallah. They say if you think too much of death, you will be not be able to live a normal life. Allah has created this forgetfulness, if I can call it, so that you benefit from dunya. Yes. If you remember death too much, yes. But what do we mean by too much? For example, 
If I'm always thinking about death, I don't go to work, I don't study, I don't eat, I don't drink, I don't visit people, I don't go to any place. I am just in house and, you know, thinking about death. No, this is not good. This is too much. I have to have my normal life, but I must always remember my death. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says many places, for example, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرِ You have to always think of your akhirah. Or for example, Allah says, فِيهِ رَجَالٌ يُسَبِّهُ لَهُ فِيهَا بِالْقُدُوبِ وَالْأَسْعَالِ رَجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِيَمْ تَجَارَةٌ وَلَا بِيُّ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ يَخَافُونَ يَوْمًا تَتَقَلَّبُ to have remembrance of death is very important. But this remembrance of death, if it is really there, it makes you appreciate life more. If you remember death and then you waste your time, your life, this is not good. This is bad. Indeed, sometimes, you know, I say uh, to brothers and sisters that it's impossible to appreciate dunya without remembering death. Those who remember death, they better appreciate the time that they have in dunya. They work harder in dunya. So, if you think too much, if you think in excess about dunya in the same that you become, you know, really uh, depressed, you cannot do anything, you have no interest in meeting people, in doing anything, traveling, eating, drinking. This is not good. This is not the example of the Prophet and Imams. This is why, you know, we had this advice from Imam Ali and also Imam Hassan salam that كُنْ لَدُنْيَاكَ كَأَنَّكَ تَعِيشُ أَبَدًا وَكُنْ لَآخِرَتَكَ كَأَنَّكَ تَمُوتُ غَدًا With respect to your dunya, be as if you are going to be here forever. With respect to your akhirah, be as if you are going to die tomorrow. This is the balance that we should achieve. Question three, what is the best way to deal with a slander? So, if someone is insulting you, is offending you, is accusing you, then first of all, you have to be patient. If you quickly want to react, you may do something even worse than what that person has done to you. Unfortunately, many times people start with being mazloom and then they become zalim. So someone says something about me, for example, he says one thing about me, then I say five things about him. So then I have become Zalim. He, for example, uh, hit me once, then I want to kill him. So this is bad. First, we have to calm down. We have to control our emotions, control our anger. And then when you are cool, think about it. How should I respond? Sometimes if I speak nicely to him or uh, try to explain to him, maybe he accepts and he regrets. Sometimes I should speak to the people that have heard this to 
uh, recover my reputation. But in all cases, you have to pray for that person. If that person has done this deliberately, he needs more prayer because his disease is stronger. And if he has not done this deliberately, still you have to pray for him because he didn't want to do this. And when you pray for someone who has wronged you, you don't know how much Allah will give you. Because this shows that you are really a good person, that you can pray for someone who has wronged you. Because every person at the end, in the end of the day, should try to add to the good things of dunya. By cursing people, you are not going to achieve. Pray for forgiveness, because forgiveness is a good thing. Pray for guidance. This is a good thing. We should always pray for something that shaitan doesn't want. Shaitan wants misguidance. Shaitan wants people to leave dunya without iman. We should do opposite. Pray for the people who wrong you. Question 4. Assalamu alaikum. We normally hear that uh, I am Mali uh, project the world in a negative light. Like Imam Ali Salam said, the world is like a snake. And your lecture today has shed more light on the positive of dunya. So how do we balance these two views? Thank you. Yes. As we said in our hadith, we have many things about dunya. But that is hubbut dunya. That is bad approach, bad attitude towards dunya that creates all the troubles. Not the dunya itself. So this is the reason why we chose this hadith to explain that there is nothing wrong in dunya. Dunya is very good place. Dunya is the unique opportunity that we have, and we should be grateful for every minute of life that we have, for every blessing that we have in dunya. So, your approach is important. If you are honest with dunya, dunya is honest with you. Okay. So, Alhamdulillah, our time is also over. The questions are finished. But Alhamdulillah, our energy is there. <laughs> Being with you gives energy. May Allah gives us, inshallah, so much energy that we can serve Him, inshallah, day and night, till end of our life, inshallah. May Allah protect you, your family, your children, your community, our community worldwide, or humanity. And may, inshallah, Whatever Allah has given us in the months of Ramadan saves for us and keeps for us. Uh, we cannot lose. We have to always add. Inshallah Allah has given us uh, hopefully many things in the months of Ramadan on the day of Eid. Inshallah because of his generosity. We pray to save it for us. Inshallah. And help us to add. Inshallah on it. Please remember us in your du'as. Your du'as are very much needed and very much appreciated. Wa akhiru da'awana and alhamdulillah rabbil alamin.